Every little step was not planned, but I kept taking the next one. I had to take the next one. I didn't care what was gonna happen. The more closer I got, the more I kept like saying, because this is when it probably turns into fing crime. I was gonna go for it. I told myself, I don't give a let's go. It's gotta move faster than that, you keep out freaks like me. Guys, I am super excited to talk about my Bon Jovi stories. I'm going to roll them all into one here. There's three of them. The first one is I was an extra. I forgot this song. It was in a tunnel. There was a, a crowd scene in this tunnel, and I was in there. My hands were in there somewhere. It was a lot of younger uh, people that were at the uh, shoot as extras. So there weren't a whole lot of Bon Jovi fans, you know. There were a few older people like me. So I saw John just walk out. No one really, you know, it wasn't their, one of their artists of their modern day or whatever. So they weren't really fired up about him. So they just kind of watched him walk by. I saw him. I'm like, oh my God, I got to go say something. So I went over to the, the tables and with the drinks and all the uh, snacks and stuff and just chatted him up. It was just small talk, nothing crazy. Like I said, this first one was very regular. It was in Los Angeles. So I told him that I was new to LA and I was pursuing music and blah, blah, blah. I was from the Midwest. So he uh, he was really cool to small talk and then he walked away. My second one is my friend Scott and his wife at the time. They had three tickets to Bon Jovi. We were students at Cal Poly Pomona, about an hour east of LA. I was an intern at the real world. They had three tickets. Two were kind of nosebleeds. One was badass seats right there of course scott and his girl took the two seats together they were up the nosebleeds i got the badass seat i wasn't thinking anything of it you know we're rocking now it was cool it was all good and uh you know i smell some reefer yeah yeah it was all good you know rock and roll loud i had some earplugs in probably being a little pussy but uh sometimes it gets really loud especially when you're that close guys i don't know what it was in the encore song i said oh my god if i jump over this rail and run by this guy and run by this other huge guy but if i hit that box just right hopefully that box is solid if i hit that box i can propel myself up several feet and pull myself up onto the stage before the big giant badass bodyguards go over and kick my ass and the more i kept thinking about my i gotta do this man i gotta make scott proud he's way up there i gotta make him proud this is a chance of a lifetime maybe he'll you know give me a record deal and so it, it came out the very last, like the second or third encore. It's probably the last one. It was one, it or Living on a Prayer. I, I'm not sure which, which one it was. But I did it. I just jumped over and I took off. I felt some guy yell. But I was able, the box was perfect. I was able to hit that box and, and it was kind of shorter than I thought. I expected. Maybe it was my adrenaline. I hit that box. I pulled myself up onto the stage. I rolled over. I heard that. I, I felt the guy kind of grab my, my pant leg. And here I was, like on the side of the stage, I walked out, all these amps, I walked out towards John. And Richie's seeing me, he's laughing at me, Richie's looking at me, dude, how the fuck did you get up here, dude? I could tell, it was like half, hey, that's rock and roll, half like, what the fuck is this guy? And I just, I just walked out to John, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, woohoo! And right then, I was like six feet from John. The guys just, you know, I hear two guys just grab me, you know, totally manhandling pushed me back and john goes no 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 let him down let him down they let go of me i was able to walk out to john he grabbed my arm and yeah the house lights came up this is awesome oh my god so then i thought okay i'm gonna get invited to all the after parties we're gonna rock of course i get thrown out into the back 
you know, I think it was at the forum, at the forum in LA. So here, here I am walking around, you know, kind of a crazy area, but I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. It was so awesome. So I felt so alone. It was like the rock God moment. I got a view from his office, you know, in front of 20,000 people or whatever it was. And then I'm sitting on the gravel with scrapes on my elbows because they threw me out. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And my wife says, someone's got to have video of that. So if you guys, if anyone has video, a Bon Jovi at the forum, I think it was the forum. It wasn't the stable center. I'm pretty sure it was the forum. But anyway, he was in LA. And so if anybody has video, probably like in the, what, mid 90s, mid to late 90s. And yeah, that sign, it's not digital. I didn't uh, have a long enough uh, USB cord to plug it in in the back through my laptop. So I got to get that next time. So there it is. That's kind of the old logo. It's kind of fun though. All right, guys, my third Bon Jovi story. A girl that I knew, she worked in PR in West LA. I was living in Studio City off of Laurel Canyon. And one night she gave me, hey, I got Bon Jovi's address for you. If you ever want to st stop by and say hi, kind of like mess with me. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to show up at his house. I, I never thought about that. So I took the address. She laughed at me. You know, I thought maybe I'll mail him a, a card or something. I don't know. I, so I threw it in my wallet. Forgot about it. Didn't think anything of it, right? About a year later, I'm doing uh, driving work, some temp work for a company called Saban Entertainment. They wanted to hire me. I said no. I freaked out when they told me all the stipulations of, you know, being told what you're worth, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I, Saban Entertainment, I was a driver for them. I was like working in uh, the mailroom, I think. I drove around some stuff. Anyway, I was out in Malibu. That's where he lived at the time. And so I'm driving around Malibu and as I'm finding this address, I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking for an address in Malibu. I know John lives here. Holy shit, I think I have his address. So I pull out that piece of paper that was in my wallet a year later. You know, back then I was using a Thomas guide. You know, I didn't have any digital crap. If I, I think if I had a cell phone like this, no, I had pagers, we had a pager. And so I'm in this Thomas guide finding out where he is. And I realized it was only like, like a half a mile from where I was dropping off a package. So I dropped the package off, drove by the address. I think his was something like one, two, something like one, two, 800 was the address. And then I drove past this like big gate. It was right by PCH, right by Pacific Coast Highway. There wasn't much between this gate and the, and the so I, I just drove by real slow, looked back in there, it looked like really badass houses, but it said, you know, 12,700 through 1,300. So his address was in the middle of what it said on the gate thing. So, okay, he's back, his address is back in there. That's kind of weird. He's part of like a apartment complex. Of course it wasn't apartments, but it was badass houses. I, you know, I, I didn't know what the hell. So I drove past and I'm thinking, there's no way, how can I get even park near it? You know how PCH is in Malibu, you gotta walk for a long time. There's a lot, a lot of stretch here where it's like that. So, but I saw that there was a little, a little like grassy area to the right side of the, this big gate. And I had a Honda Accord. I maneuvered it. I parked in the bushes right by the gate and there's just barely part of my tire on the highway. So I thought, you know, I'm just gonna park there walk up to the little thing you know there was a little driveway here it wasn't totally just a highway course so i walked in and i looked at the uh had all the addresses all the names and you guys on his address in that little guide there was no name so i'm thinking okay that's got to be him he's not gonna say john bon jovi lives here and so okay you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna press it you know every little step was not planned but i kept taking the next one 
I had to take the next one. I had to take the next one. This is one of my idols, John Bon Jovi. I rehearsed. I rehearsed still to his songs. His range is a little bit higher. He's a you know classy dude. He puts on a hell of a show. Great songwriter. Good dude. I mean, I you know I was a Bon Jovi fan. So this is a chance. I didn't care what was going to happen. The more closer I got, the more I kept like saying, "Fuck it, whatever happens, happens." So I ring the doorbell or, or press the intercom, and I hear John answer straight up. Hey, can I help you? His Jersey accent. I might sound like a freak, but I knew that that was him. And so I'm like, "Yeah, hi. Um, I, I know what to say. I was so freaked out. I, I have a package for John." Um, and he tell he's like, uh, no thanks. We're not expecting a package or something like that. Because I he tell I was all freaked out. So I call back again. He's like, yeah. And I just said, John, my name's Darren Yates. I'm a driver for Saban. I have your address for my girlfriend. I'm a rocker. Man, I just want to see if we could talk about rock and roll. Maybe have a beer, hang out. I just want some advice, man. I just poured my heart out to him. I didn't know what else to do. I told him, I said, I'll probably get fired from this job. You know, I'll probably get, a, my car's probably getting towed right now or going to be towed soon, man. And there was silence. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to say, come in. And he just clicks, hangs up. Oh no, he says, sorry, John's not here right now. And he hangs up. I'm like, ah. I'm like, all right. I took as far as I can go. I start walking back to the Honda and the gate fucking opens. Oh, the plot thickens. I get nervous. I did this story. I've told it a few times, but I get nervous when I get to this point. 12 seconds later. Cause this is when it probably turns into fucking crime. But I was gonna go for it. I told myself, I don't give a fuck, let's go. It opens. I'm not gonna lie, this hot MILF, this hot blonde, drives out in her Land Rover or her giant, you know, SUV. You know, I was dressed nice, you know, I had a nice little haircut. Well, I think I had that Kurt Cobain hair, but I, but I presented nicely, I was at work, you know, so she kind of waves to me, hi, she probably thought I had a package or whatever. Oh, I had a package. <laughs> but she, you know, just waves like no big deal. She saw me at the intercom, I was just, you know, it was no nothing crazy, she gave me a nice hello and she left. And she had, you know, she takes a right through on PCH and has to kind of gun it. So she was out. By the time the gate starts to close, I'm thinking, I have about three seconds here to get in that motherfucker if I want. And I'm thinking about it. I slide the fuck in and the gate closes. And I look around. Oh, shit. Let's go, man. So I start walking down the street. This little street here of all these badass homes. I go back into it further. They're bigger than I thought. I see every fucking address but his. So I keep walking, keep walking. It turns in down this little turn with no houses, all all woods for like a quarter, maybe an eighth of a mile, guys. I kept walking, kept walking. I thought, okay, I'm just going to go out to the sand, walk up to PCH, get in my car. Hopefully it's still there. And I shit you not, guys, what I was walking down was his driveway to his five-car fucking spread house. I could see through the bay window. I could see the ocean. I saw this badass gazebo. And I saw the numbers of his address that matched the sheet of my paper that my girlfriend gave me. At that point, she was my ex. It was in my wallet. And you guys, I thought, okay, here we go. Here we go. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get shot. Two Dobermans are going to eat me. Or I'm going to get arrested. Or John Bon Jovi invites me in and we have a conversation. Well, I will say that uh, none of those happened. Well, okay, I'll tell you. So I walk, I kept walking. I don't know what else to do. I start knocking on the back door. I see the curtains move. It's definitely weird. I'm trying to look all cool. But the more I was trying to look cool, it's probably looking weird. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm, I'm just a driver. I like Bon Jovi. My Honda Accord stuck in the fucking, in the street up there. I probably got towed. And I just snuck in. Violation. But that, that gate was awful close or awful slow. It's got to move faster than that. If you don't keep out freaks like me. 
So I knock on the door, nothing happens. I start walking away, the door opens, and it's this super cool dude. It wasn't John, he walks out. He said, hey, can I help you? But it was super cool. I think he had heard my message, you know, me pouring my heart out. So he knew I was probably harmless. So I just tell him the same thing. Hey, I'm sorry, I have my car here. I have an address. I Man, I'm not gonna hurt anybody. I'm just a fan, I'm sorry. I got through kind of easily. Horrible fucking security here, shit. But anyway, this guy's name was Robert. I'm not going to mention anything else about him. He's going to be on my show at some point. I can't wait. Anyway, we go to the gazebo. He's like, come on, let's have a conversation. Great vibes. We sit down. We talk for 45 minutes. He came out to some shows I, w I was doing with On Tracy Lane. We became friends. We He walked me out. I walked back down. You know, I pressed a little thing, and my Honda was still there, and I drove off. We've kept in touch. Oh, in our conversation in the gazebo, he's like, well, you know, why don't you just, uh, why don't you mail John a letter? Put all your hearts and feelings into that letter. We get why you're here, but you know this is not the way to do it. You need to go out and make it in your band, make it somehow, or get to a certain level where John knows you and meet him on, meet him on that equal playing field. Don't go down his house. And, I, and I was, he was totally cool about it. I was totally cool. And I heard later that he had actually moved out. John was like, that, that was too easy for a guy that didn't want to hurt me to get in, you know? So I, they moved pretty quick after that from what Robert told me later on when we became friends, you know. He, he, for a while, he was like, well, if that was Bon Jovi's house. He would always say if, but then the more he kept to get to know me, he knew I was harmless. He came out to my shows in L.A. It was pretty cool. He came out to the Coconut Teaser show on Sunset Boulevard on Tracy Lane. It was really cool. But we kept in touch. And later on, he told me, he's like, uh, he's like yeah, he's like, that was John on the intercom. That was John looking out the curtains. And John told me, hey, Robert, that, that's the dude at the uh, gate. He got in. He sounds harmless, but go check him out. So that's when Robert came out to me. And he also told me that John did get my letter. He read it. Of course, no response. All good. But those are my Bon Jovi stories. Hope you guys liked. Thank you for listening. And uh, I get excited. It was fun. It was, uh, you know, I know, I know, you know, it's like, that's how I approach life. I was willing to whatever was going to happen, you know, but I was just trying to be real and I kept going. It ended up being a cool situation that I will never wonder about. Man, that one time I had Bon Jovi's, what could have happened? You never, I, now I, I'm not going to wonder, you know? So I guess, you know, in kind of a cool way, there's a, a, a weird, inspiring message in that, in those stories or in that last one, especially. But jumping on stage is pretty cool too. Well, yeah, Scott told me, like, man, I couldn't believe it was so awesome, dude, but someone's got to get pictures. Someone's got to have pictures of video, mid-90s, Bon Jovi at the Staples Center or Forum, whichever.